0: Fast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion for the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Be seated. This is our collect of the day that was replaced today by the collect appointed for Juneteenth in the Episcopal Church. And Happy Father's Day to all of you who celebrate or observe today, and for all those who uh, provide love and care for children. So today we continue with track two, and remember that this track doesn't follow a chronological order, but rather focuses on the experiences of specific characters and are arranged somewhat thematically. And I think knowing how our lectionary is structured uh, not, doesn't only help uh, us as preachers, but also all of, those, all of you who are listening to discern on, and how you interpret scripture. Last week, the theme was centered around relationships being restored. We read about Hosea, and there was a parallel between his relationship with his wife being restored, as well as the relationship of God with the Israelites. And today we move and arrive at Mount, Mount Sinai, and we get the commissioning—that's in our in our first lesson, right, in Exodus—and then we get the commissioning of the twelve disciples in our gospel. And in Romans, we get this whole the the, the view of the whole picture of what of what God's love is capable of doing for each and every one of us. So how do we connect them and reflect? The Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is revealing to all of us today. There seems to be a lot of movement in our lessons, and so therefore, when I thought of a theme or what could be standing out or listening and praying, of what they all kind of how they relate to each other, our lessons, there's there's movement, right? Like physically, literally, and, and also spiritually. The Israelites have journeyed and have now entered the wilderness leaving Egypt. This chapter is important because it introduces us to the covenant at Mount Sinai. And the Israelites are thrilled about this. Although just a few chapters ago they were angry with Moses and God for experiencing hunger and feeling like they were abandoned. But here today there is this redemption happening. God calling the Israelites to be the priests of the nations which they happily This Tuesday is World Refugee Day. It is an opportunity to celebrate our neighbors around the world who have been forced to flee their homes due to conflict and persecution. Exodus, this whole book literally about the exit from Egypt and the cries that were heard by God. How appropriate to speak and preach to this day. I am reminded of the stories of those who have had the courage and strength to to leave or with those who have been forced uh, to, to escape, escape conflict, wars, persecution. I am reminded of my parents who came to this country for these very reasons in the 1980s, leaving their families behind to come and live with strangers in a foreign land. I think of the many stories you may all carry with you, stories of survival and resilience, The Israelites, just a few chapters before, saying, why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? And I wonder if this is part of the process or or what refugees must feel when they're leaving and abandoning their homes. I want to remind you that there has been a heat advisory warning this week. And do we really think people willingly and joyfully sign up to leave their homes to face these temperatures, to journey through deserts with nothing other than what's on their backs? Just this week, dozens dead and hundreds feared missing from migrant ships sinking off Greece. I was at Camp Allen this weekend for the Conferencia de Líderes Laicos, the Lay Leadership Conference of Latino Ministries in our diocese, and the Right Reverend Juan David Alvarado, Bishop of El Salvador, and also the Archbishop and Primate of the Anglican Church in Central America, when speaking about migrants reminded us, Migrantes no vienen porque quieren conocer la nieve. Migrants don't come here because they want to see snow. And migration will never stop. In our lessons today, there is a God that responds to and saves people who are oppressed. There is a reminder that God proves his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. And this is what our Gospel tells us today. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. They were harassed and helpless. They were oppressed and marginalized. Compassion. A compassion that my mom experienced when coming alone from her country and crossing three borders to arrive here. A compassion and a Jesus that my dad experienced through complete strangers when seeking asylum. A compassion that I still benefit from today. The same example is what I seek to embody in all that I say and in all that I do and in the ways that I preach. Jesus modeled what he expected of his disciples. Gave his 12 disciples authority. Because let's remember that up until this point in our gospel, it was Jesus going about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. He saw the injustices, and he had action. Tomorrow we celebrate Juneteenth. Juneteenth reminds us that we must try to understand and talk about American slavery and its legacies. This includes talking and teaching about slavery in our history books, churches, and political discourse. It means remembering the histories of those who were enslaved here in North America and those who have continued to experience and confront racial injustice. This from the Episcopal Church's website by the right Reverend Canon Willis Foster and Edna Johnston. Freedom, how do we acknowledge this today? There's this tension here. There's a joy as we remember the liberation of enslaved people that reached Galveston in 1865, two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. But there is also lament as we remember this delayed liberation that has yet to reach all today. Federal troops arrived in Galveston to ensure that all enslaved people be freed. Not only is this a holiday that just in 2021 became a federal holiday, but it happened in our backyard. We must hold each other accountable. We must recognize that all these years later, we are still fighting for the freedoms of marginalized groups. Scripture is what orally has been passed on to us as the example from God. And our everyday lived experiences remind us that we too are responsible for doing this. This work is important and does not end with a holiday, but rather it becomes our reminder to continue the work. They serve as examples for us to follow. This was the same work of historian and missionary Bartolomé de las Casas around 1515 when he called out the oppression of indigenous peoples by Europeans in the Americas. Recognizing the variety of ways in which we oppress people, including religious oppression. This is the same work of theologian Gustavo Gutierrez, the founder of Liberation Theology, when recognizing that how we experience God in our everyday lives varies from place to place. This is the same work of theologian James Cone, the founder of Black Liberation Theology. This is the same work of Ada Maria Isasi Diaz, Carmen Nanco Fernandez, Kelly Brown Douglas, women of color theologians who contribute to our theology conversation today. How could we speak of God without the voices of Asian women, Latinas, Caribbean and Latin American women, indigenous women, white women, black women? They may not have been part of the 12 disciples, but they were the first to see and announce the risen Christ. The needs are always great. And as Bishop Oscar Romero reminds us, we might be left without a radio station. God's best microphone is Christ, and Christ's best microphone is the church, and the church is all of you. Let each one of you, in your own job, in your own vocation, non-married person, single person, bishop, priest, all add to what Bishop Romero has said here, high school or university student, Day laborer, wage earner, accountant, lawyer, market woman, stay-at-home parent, one in your own place. Live the faith intensely and feel that in your surroundings you are a true microphone of God, our Lord. And I end with this blessing by the very Reverend Kim Coleman. And now, may God bless us with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people, so that we may continue to work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war, so that we may reach out our hand to comfort them and to turn their pain into joy. May God bless us with enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in this work so that we can do what others claim cannot be done. Amen.